Welcome everybody to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. If you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be incredible. We are approaching our four-year anniversary of the Freddie and Alyssa show, and we couldn't be doing what we love without all your love and support each and every week. So thank you so much. A couple things that we're going to touch on today. Netflix, Love is Blind incredible we watched it a couple years ago i want to say the first season second season i prolonged it because i was like i'm not going to get into this trash tv gave it five (laughs) minutes six hours later watched the whole season over two days and also for you disney fans out there we got something really cool that's been announced that's slowly making its way into the media and uh, we want to kind of touch on that as well. So let's hop into today's episode. But first, a word from our sponsor. There's honestly nothing more important than taking care of yourself. Can we agree? Because if you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. Sambucol helps you feel your best with powerful immune support powered by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. And I just so happen to have some Sambucol right here, the gummies. I love it in the gummy form. I can pop one in the morning with my black coffee. So not only am I taking care of what I'm putting in my body with food and exercise, I love adding Sambucol into the mix. I have one gummy every morning with my black coffee. The gummies are packed with vitamin C and zinc, and I love incorporating it into my wellness journey. So if you wanna add Sambucol into your wellness journey, you can get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more at SambucolUSA.com and use promo code FreddieAndAlyssa15 for 15% off. Again, to get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more, you can do so at SambucolUSA.com and use promo code FreddieAndAlyssa15 for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. Disney Story Living. Did you read in depth about this or what did you hear about it? Because this is right up my alley. Uh Maybe not Disney in general but the idea is what's getting me so excited what what have you heard about it so far so based off of what i've heard i haven't done that much deep diving into it but it's going to be a new community that is going to be in palm springs completely run by disney so think about in florida a little bit celebration meets golden oak which is that really nice community by four seasons um And I heard that the HOA is going to be run by cast members. And they call cast members the Disney workers. That's the name they use. So I go, huh, I wonder how that's going to work out. But I know you know so much more about this. Yeah. What did they say? What did you read? Well, and and there's still like a lot of information coming up. It's kind of like that whole, um, there was like some city that's being built as well, I want to say in Vegas. But it's more like futuristic. So it's 10 years away. There was someone building a city, like a smart city. But now with Disney, they're doing story living. So it's it's going to have that Disney magic. But with Celebration, they don't have cast members running around Celebration. They're building this insanely large Disney community with 55 plus um, homes, with homes for everybody at all different kinds of price ranges. And they're going to make it an experience that you're living kind of in a story. So there's going to be live performances. There's going to be hotels. There's going to be, 
you know, food, just tons of things to do so that you're not just buying into a ordinary suburb where you wave to your neighbors and you get your mail. It's going to be like living in Disney in the sense that there's always something to do. Maybe a little bit like the villages. I was going to say that, but I'm curious. Do you believe it's going to be Disney music and really Disney themed? Is that what they mean by that? Or I, I think it's going to be Disney um, slightly themed. I don't think it's going to be where Mickey Mouse is walking around, right. but I think it's going to have that overtone. Okay. But I, I think I'm more interested in the fact that it's called story living. So I wonder in today's world where we can't even keep our attention on anything yeah. is just living in a normal street or a normal neighborhood going to become something of the past where people are going to want to live in areas that living there is more exciting because there's more activities because that kind of happens here in Florida. You know, the villages that we mentioned is a 55 up community. It's about an hour and a half north of Orlando. Sure. Around there. And everyone drives golf carts. Everything you need is inside this community. So they have even a softball league. There's tons of restaurants. Alyssa and I stay there, hotels. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to do, but it's its own community. And a lot of other places here in Florida, you go through a, a guarded gate, and then inside there's tennis courts and gyms and restaurants and golf, and you really only need to leave for groceries and life outside yeah. of that community but now with story living it seems like they're gonna amp it up to the next level now and have people that they're hiring that are going to be cast members that are going to make the experience of living here a whole new so literally when you leave your house every day or you're in a restaurant or a grocery store everyone who is working there as a cast member is going to bring that same a plus disney magical customer service that you'd get in a yeah. theme park where you live yep what do you think the hoa would be every month for that <laughs> well that kind of varies i mean there's certain communities that we look at where i'm surprised i i look at a at a you know there's like a 1.2 million dollar home it's gorgeous on a lake golf course and you're it's like 190 but this month. is disney baby but then you also see communities that same thing and it's 700 a month right but now with disney but they're going to want to make it affordable because hmm. disney the name is you know it's for everybody yeah. so i don't think that they're going to ever price this or create this story living where people at different income levels couldn't get in sure disney's open to the world disney's expensive mm -hmm. but i don't think they would ever put a price tag where only the top 10 percent of income earners could afford right. i think it's going to have different neighborhoods inside where people can you know afford where they can live maybe they'll have like a big rich portion or maybe like more of like a starter home portion they'll have the 55 and up portion so maybe it'll be a bunch of different neighborhoods collectively within, through the gates, yeah. kind of like Reunion Resort, how they have kind of more charming uh, neighborhoods that are on the smaller end to get started, and then you go to the very back, and there are the mega mansions. Mega mansions, you know. There. The more west you go, it it all differs. Maybe it'll be like that. But do you believe that if they, because they have bars and lounges in the master plan. Is that correct for story living? Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. Yeah. So do you think they're going to really be strict on that in the sense of making sure they close at a certain amount, a certain time so that 
people who live there aren't going to be bothered and up late. What do you yeah. think that's going to look like? Yeah, it's going to be completely orchestrated. Okay. Just perfectly. I was reading about, not to get off the topic, but I was even reading about um, Switzerland. And you know how people always say, um, oh, I'm Switzerland in this right. argument, meaning they've never been involved. Neutral, yeah. I think it's been hundreds of years since they were involved in a, in a war. But they're so meticulous about how they built their country. And I just admire that of, of just how they, you know, even when it comes to like nuclear um, bombs, like they have, I think every home built after a certain time has a nuclear bomb shelter that you can go down to if it ever happens. Wow. And uh, there's like these huge shelters where people can go. So if there was ever like a nuclear war, yeah, everyone in Switzerland would survive and then all the world leaders would survive because Whoa. they've done that much work. And they also put explosives on their bridges that come into the cities so that if they were ever being invaded, they could just blow the bridge and no one would be able to come in by those what? roads. And they've got hidden tanks that look like houses where it, it looks like a house, but it's a, it's a machine gun or a tank. Like they have all this orchestrated to protect that country because it's in the middle wow. of the European Union. But when you, I went through this long video and they were explaining everything that Switzerland's done. And even with all the soldiers, I think they have every um, person who graduates, maybe every man, I don't know if it's man and woman, but everyone who graduates does two years in the army. But then they're trained with weapons, and then every single person has a weapon at their home. So everybody's, like, armed, everyone's trained, and they're just protected. Wow. But no one messes with them because they have it all figured out. But it's so orchestrated. And that's huh. a terrible example when you're talking about Disney and fun. Right. But that was what they were, you know, just everything going on in the world right now. That was a video that came up about war and everything. But I love that Disney also takes the time to orchestrate things that even the color that they paint their doors they've mm -hmm. done research you know they, they where they don't want you to go they painted a certain green that naturally people want to stay away from and mm. so the story living i think is going to be exciting being able to get people together around the same goal yeah a lot of people who enjoy disney i think are going to move and do that and they're starting it in palm springs california so the only question that I do have, though, is it seems unrealistic as much as I'm now thinking about this. How would a home <laughs> in Palm Springs, California be a starter be home under $500,000 no in today's market? No way. No way. So what's interesting is that Disneyland in California was the very first park to open before Disney World in Florida. So anyone who goes there, you've been there before, remember we yeah. went? Every little corner in Disneyland is just so perfectly maintained and kept in a beautiful, beautiful manner. You won't find one chip of paint and you'll never find like trash on the floor. They're really specific about how it is. Then Disney saw how amazing that did, came to Florida, literally built all of Disney World, all of the surrounding parks. And it became what it is today. So I wonder if maybe that's kind of mirroring, hey, we tried this in California first. Let's test it out here. But like you said, with the prices of California real estate, I mean, I don't think you'd be able to get in under a million. There's no way. Unless there's just because of where it's at, maybe it's going to be in the middle of nowhere. So it's going to be, you know, yet again, they're building it from scratch. So isn't it Rancho Mirage, I think? I, yeah. So I don't know much about that area, but that is desert. 
I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be mm. in order to build like a community this big, they have to buy a lot of land. So maybe maybe it's just like new builds out here. You know, if 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 you walk into a new allotment and they're going to build 300 homes and you buy one of the first 10, you're mm-hmm. paying a low price because you have to deal for the next two years with construction and porta potties and mm-hmm. and tractors and bobcats and all of these different equipment and builders and trucks in and out and all the dirt the pool's not built yet you know everything's just so you're 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 getting in early and you're paying a lower price but then when it's the last six houses and all phases are done you're paying top dollar twice as much than the person who went in and dealt with the stress for 15 months Well, we even have a client in the Winter Garden area in Orlando, and the way this community works, there are, I believe, four phases that they're doing. So phase one through three were almost complete. Um, They were in phase three, and so they went under contract, I think it was, let's say, like early January. And now the same model that they got, today it's selling for, man, what would the difference of that be? Like, what is it, like 65,000 more? And they're not even done. They have an entire phase four to do. But that's yeah. just how things are working right now with the market and just, you know, these developments in general. It's obviously highly desirable. So you, you just don't know how these things are going to pan out <laughs> when you're well, you, investing. You, you, you don't. And, and that's why I truly believe 2022, maybe 2023 will be the last couple of years. We'll look back when we're in our 50s and we're going to look back and go, those were the last years where I believe in desirable areas mm-hmm. that middle class was able to purchase a home. Because mm-hmm. I even heard too, some like a lot of businesses, a lot of companies in, you know, in Wall Street, all these like hedge funds and all these huge investment firms are buying up single family homes right now because your return, like if, if we had $10 million sitting around, with what we know is happening in Florida, mm-hmm. I would put all 10 million into single family homes because they're renting for way more yep. and they're all gonna go up 20, 30% in value. Yep. So if we know that and we're not investors, what are the people who study this market? Are they they doing- know what's happening. But the sad part is that if houses in desirable areas are moving up and up and up and up, then they're just turning it into a renter economy where the idea of ever owning a car or a piece of land might be something of the past. Hmm. Wouldn't that be crazy? You know, unless you are making a significant amount of money to be able to get into a half a million dollar house, because I don't believe by the end of this year, there will be a home in central Florida for under 500,000. Yeah, I agree. In the central Florida. Now, if you keep going out and out, maybe you can catch threes or fours, but I'm saying in like the heart of it. Well, because what we saw happen right when we first moved here is that all of the other areas say, you know, Windermere, Dr. Phillips, all those areas started getting very populated. So people were pushed out to Winter Garden. They started building that up. Now Winter Garden is really popping, really desirable. So now they've pushed to Claremont and Davenport and they're really building those areas up. And now, because those areas are getting more populated, they're pushing down to Haines City, you know, just they're going to be building so much. What And by Posner Park, um, 
what's the other city I'm thinking of? Winter Haven? Yes, Winter Haven as well. So I'm just saying they're going to keep pushing down, pushing down, pushing down. And in December, who knows, if you go a little more south, there will be new communities they're building. Or north, you, yeah. Or north. They're, they're building. Oh, there's it. so much north as well. But but it's because of the land, you know, it's like that's that's the whole thing with the story living that's interesting is that when you drive through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, when you're um, driving home from Vegas to L.A., mm-hmm. <laughs> the United States is so big. There is so much land, but it's the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, you could build a new community, but who the hell would live there? But when you have story living and people doing that, people might say, well, hey, as long as there's a grocery store and a couple things to do, I'm working from home. Everyone's working from home. But they're like, I can just go into this oasis, have bars, restaurants, all the sports, all the kids stuff, daycare, everything I need is between these gates. Could be in the middle of nowhere. But I don't ever have to leave hmm. because I work from home. But before story living, before these themed living experiences, just doing track homes off of a weird road in the desert, no one yeah. would ever live there because you have to drive. But if someone's bringing everything into that community, that could be a different kind of future that people are setting up because once Tampa, Nashville, Austin, Portland, San Fran, LA, New York, the list goes on. The Carolinas are becoming huge. Atlanta, right. Miami, forget about it. Orlando, forget about it. It's all being yeah. built. And when there's no more affordability, I'm wondering if people are going to start doing these pockets, but bringing in everything. Have you downloaded the Truebill app yet? Download it today. It's awesome. Let's hop into it. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Even Benji's getting excited. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. We have now been using Truebill for a few months. It's amazing. You can download the app. You can cancel all these subscriptions, get your overhead low, so you can have more money to do fun things with. But you can save money, enjoy, invest, do things. So Truebill makes it easy for you to cancel those unwanted subscriptions. Truebill has over 2 million users and have helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill and saved $840 a year on my car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Now back to the show. So speaking of these themed communities, it brings me back to a time. I mean, this was a long time ago, but we had this idea about 
a town that was built to mimic a certain era. So say there was a town and it was a yeah. 90s town. And when you go into the gates, if you will, of this town, you can't bring in your cell phone. It's literally straight 90s yeah. music, the way people dress, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think there's a reason a town like that hasn't existed as a tourist attraction yet? Or do you think these type of themes are going to become more popular and someone will come up with that? Well, our track record, not to pat um, <laughs> myself on the back, but there's been a dozen cases where we've said this is like a really good idea mm -hmm. and a year later three years later five years later we say it happens it happens yeah. and we I, I don't think a living i wouldn't want to live in the 90s no that's unrealistic but i'm saying like a town or a vacation vacation that's just called the 90s and people book you know a four-day trip there and you have to turn in your cell phones and everything there is the 90s or everything there is the 20s. You rent cars or, yeah. or if you even go back further and horseback and carriage or like whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But just to be able to put social media down and just go live in the 40s yep. and you buy clothes there and people just get to experience the different decades of what was kind of happening so and go dancing and, Have and cover get bands your hair done, are, you know, yeah. how it would be and just give somebody a decades experience which is one of the best parties you could ever have. If you're going to throw a party, do a themed decades party, a 70s and 80s yeah. party. But imagine a whole town and it's those themes. But it's the same thing happening with movie theaters. People, you can't just go sit in chairs anymore. Now they have chairs that recline. You have servers coming up to mm. you. People are going to, you know, you can, every new uh, theater now has a restaurant where people go and eat and drink before going to their, their movie. Yep. Um, so it seems like there needs to be more than just the basic thing these days to make it worth people's time. Because our attention spans are getting smaller and smaller. So yeah. we want more excess of everything. What can we get with this? We want to pay for the experience. Yeah. yeah. I wonder too, I haven't been to a movie theater in a really long time, but you know how maybe when you're at home, you're watching a movie and... You pull up your phone for a second because maybe you just want to see what's going on. Do you think in movie theaters today people are pulling their phones out or no? Because you get in major trouble if you do. I remember oh, they they're used probably to yell. doing it. I guarantee you, there's those blue lights popping you think up everywhere. So? Yeah, unless you get a good crowd of polite people. Okay. When do you think was the last time we went to a theater? I don't know. It's I been I so long. Yeah, I don't even know the movie it was. I think you and I were in LA. We used to always go to um, City Walk and we would go to the sock shop and I'd always get these socks. Yeah. And right across from the sock shop, there was the candy factory, sugar factory, I think it was called. And I always get this chocolate covered gummy bears and bring them into the movie. Yeah. And I don't know if this is our last movie, but it was Adam Scott that it was like a horror Christmas feel Christmas movie. A horror Christmas film. Um, really? Crankus. Cr Crankus? Oh, yeah. We went and saw that? Yeah, in theaters. I'll never forget that. I really liked the movie. Wow. <laughs> but that was kind of the last one I remember seeing. Yeah, I'd love to go see, um, see a movie in theater. We haven't went yet. Cases are down, down so I'd feel better. Do you think Spider-Man's still out? That's one you see I'm in sure. a theater. People are raving about Batman, too. 
Oh, that's out with uh, Rob Pattinson. Yeah. Man, he did it right. He took all that time off from Twilight, and now he came back as Batman. Well, it's his. It's he. He. Um. It's his most mainstream. Oh, he has worked, done a lot but, of great mm. films, but low key. Got you. But yeah, because Twilight was 2007. I think so. So yeah, he took almost 15 years before coming back to mainstream. Yep. Who else is in Batman? Who are the? Do you know? Uh, Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, that's and right. uh, Colin Farrell plays the Penguin. They give him prosthetics. Wow. Because I saw him on Hot Ones, so he was promoting stuff and. Wahlberg's huh. got some movies out. Nicolas Cage has a movie coming out. Uh, it's like a parody about him That's in April. finally coming out. What's the, the breakdown of it? I don't know. I think he's broke and he's playing himself, but he's broke <laughs> and he has to take this million dollar appearance fee in Mexico or something from this huge fan. But then it turns into like an action movie, but he's playing himself that he's a broke actor. Because remember, he didn't pay his taxes or something happened. Oh, yeah. But they're making it like a, into a comedy, and that's going to be really fun, um, really fun to watch. And I think Uncharted will be great. There's a lot of really great films, oh. I feel, that are in theaters right now. And um, Those are all out now? Not the Nicolas Cage one. That I got But Uncharted see. is out. Really? Batman, Spider-Man. A lot of good action wow. stuff. That's, that's why you go to the theater though you have to. like i don't really i i though you want to go and have that kind of experience but when you're home you want to do things like love is blind <gasps> i'm so happy i finally watched that if you have not seen season one or season two on netflix check them out it's an experience uh, an experiment where they get a bunch of single men and women together they put them in pods where you never see the person and you fall in love based on the conversations that you have and if you hit it off so well, you propose to the person sight unseen, get engaged, then you get to see the person, then there's four weeks in the real world before your wedding to see if you want to go through with the marriage. So you have to meet their family, go on a honeymoon, you know, live together. And it is wild to see that experiment. So this is the second season of The Experiment, and Nick and Vanessa Lachey, they host it, so they watch it, and they're able to kind of go through it as we do. Do you feel that after watching this, that love really is blind? Do you really think that to take attraction off of the table, do you believe two people can really fall in love sight unseen? It appears so, but I think that when it does work out for some couples, they get kind of lucky that even though they fell in love, that they're physically attracted to each other as well. Mm -hmm. Does knowing each other and falling in, in love emotionally help the physical attraction? Yes. But I don't think I've seen anyone yet in two seasons who fell in love emotionally. But when they saw each other, one just goes, it's not what I was expecting and I just don't feel physically connected. I've never once seen that turn in to hmm. an actual marriage. So the ones that do, you go, oh, wow, love is blind. I think they, but they liked each other physically. Right. They just so happened right. to out. like each other physically. As soon as someone's not attracted physically, it doesn't seem to work. Because I think that's a huge component. 
So you're, you're giving up one or the other. You go on something like Tinder, you're picking physical, and when the physical simmers down, you're left with the emotional. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight to figure out if the emotional is going to work. Or you can do this experiment, fall in love emotionally, and then hope that the physical works out. Right. But physical and emotional seems to be the total package. And I think emotional long-term needs to be the strongest aspect. Absolutely. Because you could be physically attracted to someone for 20 years, but if you aren't friends, if you don't have anything in common, if you have different values, different beliefs, you can be as attractive as you want to be. It'll fall apart. Yep. So the emotion's important, but did you learn anything? I mean, did you find anything surprising or what's your thoughts like uh, on, you know, it's interesting because looking back just at personal experiences in my life, I've had times where maybe there was someone I was talking to that at first I wasn't that attracted to, but the more time I would spend with them, yeah, they would become more attractive because I, I love their personality. I loved who they were inside. So I really feel in life, it doesn't matter your circumstance. I feel that if two people are put together and you spend enough time together and you get along, that people can grow that into something. Yeah. I just feel that's how humans work. And if you have enough commonalities, that something could definitely blossom. Um, I th- believe a lot of people, especially in this day and age, like you said, they go on Tinder and it's just looks and there's so much available to you that you kind of get not the best percentage of everyone because if someone's on tinder and they're like oh you know i i swiped and matched with 16 women this evening they're kind of talking with you but you're not getting that full yeah 100 percent of someone because they have other people they're talking to and then when they do get together yeah they everyone can have a great first date you know if they get along and they hit it off and then it's like okay well where is that spark going to lead hopefully you can continue to build emotionally and grow and really understand and know what the person is or what you see happen a lot the fizzle will die out a bit and then they realize oh gosh we have nothing in common how is this going to work so I think it's a fine line but at the end of the day I 100% believe having that emotional connection is going to be the most important thing in the long run yeah it has to be and like you said about being like even when you and i met each other i feel the first time we saw each other you know we were we were probably like oh wow like you're attractive but it wasn't like the the tongue rolls out and eyes come out (laughs) and we're like this we're love hold your breath freddie what wasn't it like or what was it like (laughs) it what well no i i mean i i just i i just remember it for me it, it i remember feeling I was this, dating your friend please this fi- yeah this facebook this day on facebook is when i start, first started feeling something oh with us yeah cute um and then you start looking at the person differently and you start really fall you know um you know it's funny your day was on facebook so for anyone that's maybe newish here freddie and i met in 2010 and we were both kind of dating other people we became really close friends for a solid year and a half. I mean, we were besties. We would hang out with a group of friends that we went out multiple nights a week, always doing something together. And Freddie and I, as time went by, we really started getting close. And we were still just best friends. You know, I mean, we very much were, but 
there we both knew there was something there and there was one night at my place that you came over and it was I think really late and we just stayed out on the balcony all night long chatting 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 I remember the boots you're wearing and I remember looking at you going like wow this guy is really attractive and we had hung out so many times before but it just was a moment that for me I just remember and you left and I was like dang I was like you look really cool yeah could there be something i don't know i just but that i think that's the 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 truth of it though is that the the physical attraction i think just being physically attracted and then you need that emotional connection 100 percent. but then it's it's like most people meet in high school because they're around each other most people meet in college because they're around each other most people meet meet at their workplace because they're around each other a lot of people meet because it was one of their best friends' exes or a brother's, you know, ex. Like, it seems like a lot of people in proximity and friend groups yeah. because you're around them and you get to know them. And as soon as they're cool, you just start falling for them. Yep. So, um, but yeah, in today's world, like, I would love to talk to somebody who's like a serial dater, but mm-hmm. then someone who also found love. Cause I, ha- I don't have enough information like a 21 year old right now. Who's a serial dater. Yeah. But also a 21 year old who met someone and fell in love and got married. I'd love to interview people like that because today, if you don't choose to put down your phone and just focus on your relationship, if you don't give it time to build a deep love and respect, you're never going to settle down because I can only imagine after three months, you just, you know, you keep looking and you're just like, this is great. But like, I, you know, I got to, you, you have to put it away it's, because you have endless choice. It's like that guy. Remember West Elm Caleb? Yeah. He went viral on TikTok because he lived in New York City and he worked for West Elm designing furniture. But all of these women in New York started realizing, hey, he's dating me, but he's also dating this woman and this woman and this woman. It was through TikTok. They found out that he was just a serial dater. And I feel like that's more common than not these days, just because everything is readily available right on your cell phone. He was a little like crazy about it. But I also think though that all we're hearing are the viral stories. People think just because a few people are dancing on TikTok that the whole world's dancing on TikTok or that, you know, um, no offense, but like, you know, Tanner, (laughs) <laughs> that people want to always make fun. They always give like these names like Connor, Tanner, Jake, like they're the players. Yeah. Those are always the ones anytime you're auditioning, it's like Brad. You're like, Brad, cocky frat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladies, man. But yeah, it's like I think the dudes that are just going through and hooking up for some reason is all that's ever talked about in the culture. But I bet you it's love a small bombing, subset. That's what they call it. Huh? They call it love bombing. That's what they said West Elm Caleb did. He was a love bomber, oh, yeah. just going from one to the next. I, I just don't think a lot of people do that. Who knows? I, I, I doubt that everybody's doing that. I think it's just what some people are talking about, but I feel in the real world, not on TikTok, not on Tinder, there's millions of people falling in love at the local bar, at their workplace. Like They don't have social media. They have it, but they don't use it right. in that way. You know, they're like, yeah. I just think for some reason, you, you turn on the Kardashians, you turn on reality TV, and it's all these people on Raya, on yeah. Tinder, on all these yeah. things. And we're, I think we're, as people, fascinated with that. But I think for the the average person, you're just going through life at work and you meet someone, you become friends, you fall in love. You would think so. 
But I guess we wouldn't know because we're not really in that culture or lifestyle right yeah. now. Or ever. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like the people that we know and meet, like you, you hear their stories. Yeah. And, you know, they're dating people who they used to date 10 years ago. They Then they broke up. Then they each went on with their own life. Now they're both divorced and back. Yeah. Like they didn't meet on, you know. Right. Everyone's got their own story. It's like you're on Match.com or you meet your coworker. Yeah. You remember that one time you came on a date I went on in LA and it was off of a website called Plenty of Fish. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like Match.com or whatever, but it was Plenty of Fish. And you went with a couple of our friends just because uh, we wanted to be extra careful. I mean, this is a long time ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, date went well and then he was going to come hang out after. But I remember once we got into the apartment, I just wasn't like feeling that great. I felt a little funny and I go, I'm just going to go to sleep. This guy ended up going crazy, pulling a complete 180. And I woke up to all these texts and he was just like, F you. Why would you make me wait outside? Like just, he just like went crazy when I told him, look, you're not coming up. I'm going to sleep. I don't feel yeah. great. Years later. I'm in this group called Girls Night Out on Facebook, which is a community of about like 30,000 women in L.A. And I see this guy's picture pop up and I go, why is I I know that guy? Why is he up here? And all these women were saying this guy is really popular for dating women and drugging them and all these different things. And I go, oh, I wonder if that happened. But it was just so quick because I just felt so funny and he got so upset that he couldn't yeah. come hang out that I go that's so weird but just goes to show no matter what you're doing you got to always be safe like I'm so grateful bring friends yeah you got to bring your friends just in case you just never know but just things are happening all around but it can happen with people you know well and people you don't know it's a crazy world out there yeah just be safe just be, be safe, safe everyone and have, yeah. have have fun with it but thank you all for listening as always and we'll see you here next week yes yeah, so take care have a good week and we'll see you next wednesday <laughs>